Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. That would be us. Yes, it would. We are both here. I am Tony Sanders. And I am Rob Pratula. And we're here, live. Or are we memorized? No, I think we're live. We're live. We're live today. Sweet. <coughs> All right, you can't cough. No, too. you you've given me your cough. Yeah. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a good hunting season. We're just sitting looking at some numbers just a minute ago. We'll talk about those in a little bit. Uh, we're man, we're rapidly, rapidly running out of year. We are. We are. We have uh, two weeks and three days left. Two weeks and three days left of the year. Of the year. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah, I can. It's it's getting close. And your season is going how well? Oh, my season hasn't really even gotten going. I'll be honest. Sad. Well, I'm just wishing I was out doing some more fishing. So, so what you're saying is, or I'm saying... Those that hunt do. Those that can't talk about it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. See, I was thinking about this, honestly, uh, a couple of days ago. I love doing the radio show. Uh, I look forward to it every Saturday, and I hope a lot of people enjoy what we do. Right. It takes some time outside of the radio show to put all the stuff together and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, all the, all the other things that we have to do for the show. Not a big deal, but... I will say it the the two days we traditionally have off Saturday and Sunday. Now, this time of year it doesn't get light till we're way off the radio, sure. but um it does cut in to our outdoor fun time a little bit. Just a little bit. A bit. So, but you know, we we do when we do get to go, we get to talk about it. So, I hope everybody Maybe we need to bring in a third person and then that way one person can take time off. Like a rotating schedule type of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Then that would allow us to have the... True. Or that, or we could just start recording it and never be here live. No, I don't like that idea. I know um, I know. Larry Ray does that, but he does he still do one live show? No. He's fully recorded now. Yes. Huh. I kind of like the caller-driven action mm-hmm. when we get questions and it's like, let's stump the hosts. That's my favorite right. part of the show. Okay. Because if it's a hunting question and you don't know it, and if it's a fishing question, I don't know it. Not saying that we're end-all, be-all of either, but sure we're we pre- are. Sure we are. <laughs> well, we're pretty knowledgeable, but uh, I enjoy doing the research on, on on questions. If I don't know the answer, I'm going to baffle you with something. Yeah. Baffle you with a long, colluded, colluded answer that usually leads to an enigma in a down a <laughs> down a cul-de-sac of reason. There you go. All right. <laughs> hey, I do want to inform the listeners. I don't. I don't get quote personal much. Um, but for those of you that's been listening for the last month, 
you've heard me struggling with coughing or whatever. I was actually diagnosed on Tuesday with pneumonia. 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 Now, I'm telling you, you don't mess with pneumonia. No, you do not. So, and even today still, I'm struggling. I'm hoping it clears up here shortly because this has been worse. It's been in a couple of days. But, yeah, no, it was pneumonia. Mm. And the doctor was very, very matter of fact. He said if I didn't start making improvements quick, I was going to go to the hospital and work on my improvement. Yeah, that that doesn't sound appealing. And I know how you love hospitals. I do. I, lo- I love them. <laughs> but I have no desire to spend any time in one. Yeah. Especially as a patient. Yeah, I know. Oh, good Lord. What a, I'm a horrible patient, too. I am. So... It the problem is to me it's it's sensory deprivation. Yeah, I agree. After about three minutes in the room, I've looked at everything I need to look at. I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. I'm ready. But uh, no, and pneumonia is not something you mess with. No, it is not. Um, that can that stuff can actually kill you. Yeah, it uh, it just about took out my dad uh, when I was a teenager. I remember vividly. Uh, he came down with pneumonia and ended up in the hospital and just about died. Um, and it kind of out of the clear blue. His was a summertime deal. Oh. Um, but uh, I am working on it. Uh, but now, and I don't know if it's in my head or, or what, but ever since I've been told that, I've gotten a lot more winded. Than I thought I was. Hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily in your head because, if I'm not mistaken, pneumonia can cause some <coughs> severe lack of breath issues. It it can. Um, I'm not a doctor though, so that's not a medical diagnosis. I understand. But no, it's true. So uh, take care of yourself out there. There's uh, a lot of stuff going around. I mean, flu flu is going around bad. Yeah, the flu is horrible. I saw uh, on. Uh, some one of the morning shows that we're one of the worst states there is right now. For some mm-hmm. reason. Flu's out there. Uh, there's a upper respiratory infection going around. That's I've I've heard a couple of my friends' kids have come home and that they've got this upper respiratory thing where they start wheezing a lot. It's not like a whooping cough or is it no, RSV stuff. I don't think so. I think it's just some like seventy-two hour, you know upper respiratory infection that gets 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 you going and and I'm sorry I'm not trying to be rude but basically the schools and preschools and kindergartens they're just germ factories and then the kids bring it home and share it with the whole family so yes exactly that's how it works mm. um yeah RSV is respiratory cyclical virus okay I don't know what that is I do know I'm RSV negative. Okay. Well, good. Uh, from, I mean, that not. Are, are you positive you're negative? I'm positive I'm negative. Okay. Um, and I learned that from donating blood. Okay. Uh, because I have O negative. You're O negative? I'm O negative, which means everybody wants it. Oh, God, yeah. But the reason my blood is, they really want it, is I'm RSV negative. 
which is a kitty theme. So my blood's always kitty blood. They always divide mine up for kids. Hmm. So they always call me. I need to go donate blood. I do need to do that because I'm O positive and I can give to almost. I think O that's universal donor. No, O negative is universal. Oh, okay. I thought O positive was. Mm-hmm. Oh, they like O positive. They like any no, they blood. Do. They do. Go donate blood. There you go. Okay. That, yeah, that's your assignment. Be be a good person and go do, <laughs> donate blood. So anyway, um, take care of yourself. This is a lot of lot of stuff going on. Hunting season uh, is is rocking or rocking along. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it rocking or not rocking. Um, numbers are down, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But um, are we talking about now? We got time. Yeah, let's look at the clock. Um, Statewide, we're down 10,762 deer. It's interesting. I am getting, I don't know how I want to say this without being, I don't want to be negative sounding, but I'm getting real um, frustrated with social media things. You cannot, you cannot. You can't make a post without seeing some kind of negative thing uh, replied. guy yesterday posted uh, a really nice eight-point buck and um, said he had tagged out for the year and all this stuff. And within seven or eight posts, you got to let the babies walk. I'm like, really? Shut up. You know, it's just like, Dude, just shut up. Well, now, I'm not defending it, and I'm, I agree with you 99% of the time on that, but right. th- th- that may be one of his. I've got some sick and twisted friends, um, so it. a lot of times I'll get snide comments, and, and they're funny to me, but if you read them out of context, yeah. it might become. Right. So I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but. So we have Marty on the hotline. Marty, how are you? Hello. There you go, Marty. Yeah. So this is a live radio show, right? It is. is. Correct. We're live and on the air. Yes. Yes. Well, good morning, uh, Mr. Pratula. How are you this morning, Professor? Doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm I'm doing well. This is a live radio show, and y'all want callers to call in, right? Yes, sir. It's not a comp. Yeah. It might help if you give out the phone number every once in a while, you two knuckleheads. (laughs) We've only been on the air 14 minutes, and you knew the number you called. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's it's such a privilege and an honor to be on the radio with you two guys. Congratulations for... How long, y'all been on what, 42 years now? Something, Something like, like that. that, yeah, 42, yep. 45. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. So so Stump the Host, that's the name of this show? Is that it, it is. Stump it is. the Host? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Only, only only Rob, not me. <laughs> only only Rob, okay. Well, that doesn't take much to stump y'all, right? So, no, it does not. Anyway. Hey, yeah. if you, if you hey. Now, Mr. Haynes, just so everybody knows who this <laughs> prank caller is, <laughs> Uh, assessor of property, Marty Haynes. You do realize, you know, picking on us is like picking on, uh, you remember the old saying about newspapers? 
Don't pick on yeah. the guy that buys ink by the barrel. <laughs> yeah, you buy airtime by the minutes, right? There so, you go. Anyway. And, and I have a dump button, so I can I can drop the call. So. <laughs> yeah, but you don't. Yeah. Are you going golfing this early in the morning? Why are you up? I, I took my I took the love of my life to the airport this morning. So, and you know, and I get up every Saturday to listen to y'all, and then I go back to bed after I, you know, do what Mother Nature calls me to do at about five thirty. So I anyway, understand. No. Just, I just wanted to listen. You know, you know, I think the world of you too. I just called to aggravate you a little bit this morning. So y'all, y'all go back to talk to smart, intelligent people, and I'll get off the line. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marty. County assessor Marty Ains out taking people to the airport. Yeah, I should have figured that because he it's a little dark to golf. Just at this because uh, I've seen I mean, I Marty's a nice guy, super friendly, super nice. I've seen him shoot. <laughs> and I'm a fisherman. And when I go, wow, you know, it's bad. There you go. There you go. All right. We're going to go pay a bill and. And try to regroup this show. And and if you want to call in, like Assessor of Property Marty Haynes, give us a call at 423-267-1023. How's that? Sounds good. We'll be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. But baby, it's cold outside. Welcome back. Tony Sanders, Outdoors. Holidays have arrived. We're celebrating them with you little Christmas music. And speaking of Christmas, I have completed, thank you very much, 
my Christmas shopping. What did you get me? I have not completed my Christmas shopping. I have almost completed my Christmas shopping. <laughs> I'm easy to buy for. There's only one place to go for me. Yeah. Sportsman's Warehouse. And speaking of which, I was there this week and bought uh, three gift cards. And I don't think my mother-in-law and sister-in-law listened. So I, I think I'm saving something. I got some of their gifts there. Some things to keep their tootsies toasty. Gotcha. And uh, picked up uh, something for Deborah. You know, you, you bring up a good point right there, okay? Uh, and, and I don't know that people, when we talk about, or when you listen to this show and we talk about, uh, you know, Sportsman's Warehouse, you think about the the normal, the hunting, the fishing, the, the coolers, the camping, the hiking, the archery, all that junk, okay? But mm-hmm. my wife loves to shop for clothes. Oh, and I think yeah. I think when you think about it, it makes logical sense. Or when I, I when I when I kept trying to figure out why she kept saying, "Let's go to Sportsman's. I want to look for this or that." It's the outdoor clothing is I think better made. It's a little more designed for uh, flexibility. That's not the right word I'm looking for. To be where you can can move as you're hiking or whatever. Or fishing, or because you, you get yourselves in yourself into odd positions and things like that. So it's it's designed to be more comfortable and not binding as you're going through all the the things. And the shoe selection is phenomenal. Oh gosh, if you yeah. want outdoor shoes, it's phenomenal. Oh yeah, we were over in the shoe section, and it's just mind boggling how many shoes they have. and boot. I mean, they go everything from literally comfy warm slippers. Yeah. To muck boots and yeah. everything in between. Yeah. And they got sneakers, they got everything. But we bought uh, several things. Deborah found herself a new pair of gloves, which I'm giving her for Christmas. She, she, she had, picked out her own present? Yeah. Okay. She found a very, very nice pair of warm gloves that has the finger thing on it so you can do your screen on your phone without taking off your yeah. gloves. And they we found a pair that actually fit her smaller hand. They right. had extra small, small. They had the whole gamut, so... Yep. She's getting a sportsman's uh, gift, and I've got three gift cards, one for each nephew and one for our family Christmas where we give gift cards to each other. So Cool. Good for you. Since there's now a sportsman's warehouse in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's good. Awesome. Uh, just got back from Gatlinburg uh, doing the um, commission thing. Not a whole lot going on, uh, to be honest with you. Well, there's that's not true. There's a lot going on, but... Not a lot of action. Uh, the biggest thing that came out of it, uh, and it's we uh, have approved a um, million dollar purchase of an incinerator uh, to be con- constructed in Fayette County uh, to help burn. CWD infected carcasses. Well, that's good. Uh, it's good and bad. Right. Uh, the this the CWD, you know, and I I really I'm amazed. Um, and and I'm I'm speaking as a commissioner now. Okay. okay. I'm amazed at the people. 
in what they seem to think based strictly on comments that they make uh, about CWD and what TWRA is doing and things like that about it. I, I just, I'm, I'm just surprised. I mean, some of the quote conspiracy theorists, it's about as stupid as the whole, um, what, uh, what am I, the whole snakes out of the black helicopter. The stocking of rattlesnakes yes. into areas where they've never been via helicopters at night. They're that stupid. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cause and and here here's why why I say that. If if you if you read some of them, it's just we can't find. Um, we can't we we couldn't find a fish in a in a in an aquarium. Hmm. But when you look at the outside references, our response to CWD has become a national. Uh, model for how CWD should be managed. I've said this several times, and I'll give credit where credit's due. Tennessee had a CWD plan in place years and years and right. years ago. They did. Because they knew it was coming, and they did everything to prevent it from coming. They they had a plan. They had a prevention plan, and then they had a plan when it showed up. They did everything they could in the prevention plan, but it was coming, and there was really no stopping it. It's now here. They put that plan, which had been worked on for what ten, twelve years, something like that. It was it was less seven to ten. I don't remember the exact number, but yes, I knew ten was in there somewhere. But anyway, they put that plan into action, and it's a good plan. And I think a lot of it is people read stuff about CWD, and there are diseases that are similar. The EHD, which looks like CWD, and you see a dead deer. And everybody automatically assumes that it's the same thing. It's not. They're not doing their research. But they see it on the Internet, you know, zombie deer. Oh, well, then it must be true. Right. And I think I think TWA has done a great job in educating these people. It's just I or putting it for good information out there. I just don't think that these people have actually read it or <coughs> even taken the time to research chronic wasting disease because it's been in the West since the 60s or 70s, something like that, even before that possibly. Now, one of the uh, one of the things that uh, yeah, it was fifty nine or sixties when it first was discovered. A couple of takeaways I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, in the border areas around the CWD, mm-hmm. well, we have not seen. We have not seen a. I, I, I don't. I. I'm trying to remember. I think they said none, but I'm gonna say we have not seen significant expansion of the CWD this year. Um, and that's, 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 that's exciting. Um, and then the second thing is the, um, the incinerator. This was, this was not necessarily planned. An incineration is, uh, part of the multiple step process. So it's not well. It's not true. It's not like we haven't been anticipating getting to this, uh, but this is a little bit different situation because we had some uh, uh, waste disposal companies in the area say, "Nope, we're not going to take any CWD infected deer." 
we'll take them if they're not CWD. Well, because of the wait time to get the test, you've got this buildup of uh, carcasses. So we actually built a place to bury them. Right. And then that kind of blew up. Um, and even though it was it was well planned and well thought out and well executed, then so this incinerator is going to be part of the solution as well. That's a good. That's good that they got that. So yeah, I mean, I can't believe that the the dump, for lack of a better term, what, all right, we're not going to take this deer until we determine it's CWD. So we're gonna we're gonna have a whole bunch of carcasses, which there in itself can lead to other diseases other than CWD. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a it is a multi pronged issue. And there's not a simple solution to it. There is not a simple solution. And I think that's one of the things that is that people get frustrated with is, oh, oh, I've got the answer. You know, let's just wipe out the herd. Okay, yeah, sure, okay, go ahead. A, that's not possible, but B, theoretically, let's say we do that. The prion is still here. Yeah, and we're not, nobody wants to wipe out the herd, so. Yeah, I mean. So a lot of moving parts. It was, uh, so this is uh, an interesting development, the, the incinerator. Uh, and this is a joint venture between Fayette County, uh, who are going to operate the incinerator, uh, and then we're going to help acquire the incinerator and design it. And this incinerator will actually be an 1,800-degree incinerator, which is what's required to kill the um, the prion. So you do the... And, and you can burn them in it. We have we bought some portable incinerators that mm-hmm. can move, uh, and they get it up to so far. And then you take and put the the burnt ash into this incinerator and completely destroy it. So. Sweet. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders outdoors. Well, every spring for five long years I've been chasing down the same long beard. It's get up early and I give him all I got. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Center's Outdoors. I love this song. 
Mm -hmm. Reminds me of. I need to tell that story again sometime about my dad's 16 gauge shotgun and and my quest to harvest birds with it. Yeah. Why don't you? I like that story, so why don't you? Uh, I will. Maybe not today, but I will. All right. So we're all. Couple more things, uh, Commission. Uh, I was telling I was telling Rob on the way over this morning. The, we got a guy retiring who is a current uh, major of the uh, law enforcement. He's over the law enforcement for Region Four, retiring after thirty-seven years. Uh, Brian Ripley and uh, is that right? That's some reason. That's almost not right. I know it's Brian. I have to go back and make sure I got the. I'm looking for the guy's name. In the- I, just, I just met him. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, um, he was, um, he has actually been all over the world teaching investigation, fishing and boating investigation and things like that. It was pretty cool. I, did, I had no idea. And, I mean, he's 37 years. He's retiring from us. Um, I mean, there's a lot of institutional knowledge walking away from organizations. Oh, not yeah. just ours, but all kinds of organizations around the. Oh God, yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it, it was it was it was a good time. Um, so we talked about that. Uh, there was some. We got a preview of the threatened and endangered species things, which is always a lot more controversial than people realize. Um. Because. All you, if if you're old enough to have lived around here for a long time, um, and can remember the snail darter and what it did, and uh, as far as stopping production of a dam, and uh, wow. So when you talk about endangered and and threatened species, if something is on that list, what happens is it can change everything that goes on as far as progress is from the standpoint of building um and and some people say that's not progress and, and i don't disagree all the time either uh, but it can do all kinds of uh do all kinds of or have all kinds of impact on a lot of things in life and uh and so there's always a lot of discussions and i never w- i never dreamed it but you know when when that list gets out there then you get people calling and saying, you know, here, here's here's what this is doing to our business. And I, that gets pretty interesting. I, I, I was around when that happened, and one of my favorite quotes uh, was from, at the time, Senator Baker said, Mr. President, the awful beast is back. The Tennessee snail darter, the bane of my existence, the nemesis of my golden years, the bold perverter of the Environmental Species Act is back. That's how a couple of centimeter fish was referred to by Senator Baker when this whole controversy, snail daughter controversy the was going The bane on. of my existence. Yes. That's pretty good. I mean, it gets interesting. The nemesis of my golden years. It's a nemesis. I, a nemesis is, is how that whole thing was. So, And again, I understand. I get it. Uh, but the part of the problem, and I, we've seen it before, is you'll stop it here because this is the only place we think it exists. Then we find it in 400 other places around the country. and Right. So. But, I mean, there. Uh, now, I will admit, there needs to be due diligence. I mean, it, I, I don't disagree. Right. And we're finding new species all the time. But let's just make sure that, you know, 
there's not the you know North Chickamauga log perch or something like that, and it only happens in North Chickamauga Creek. It doesn't happen in South Chickamauga Creek or any of the feeder creeks off of North Chickamauga. Let's just be real specific. Oh, and speaking of creeks, um, I understand my buddies from the Hiawassee chapter up there uh, gave a little presentation on the Southern Brook Trout restoration. Yes. And uh, they donated $20,000 of funds from the Hiawassee chapter to support the Appalachian Brook Trout restoration efforts by the TWA at the Teleco Hatchery. So glad to see that happen. Yeah. More Brook Trout. Yep. And that and I'll, since I'm on my soapbox, that's that is your conservation organizations actually doing something and giving back to what they enjoy. I mean, TU is about cold water fisheries and trout fishing. They're they literally put their money where their mouth is and gave uh TWRA uh, money to purchase equipment for the hatchery. So, real glad to see that. So, yay to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. Thanks to Trout Unlimited for the the money. And uh, that's going to be used. I talked to a uh, uh, person over the, the Teleco hatchery and what they were planning on doing with the money. So. Yeah, they had some. Pro- what was it? Twenty sixteen when it, we had the drought and it got so hot. They they used water from the river, but right. the wa- river water was too hot, and they lo- they were stocking trout and th- they were trying to get the trout out of there because they were going to die. Yeah, and so you know you can't fight Mother Nature, so they did the best they can. But Telco Hatchery, great place. If you've never been up there, you need to go. It, it's a gr- open for tours, and they have a wonderful. Uh, Handicap fishing dock up there now, they too, do. which was a big part of TWRA. The other thing I was kind of glad to see, um, those who have been around a while, TWRA had the Tennessee wild side. Uh, and then, of course, they're doing this stuff now. They're doing it online and things like that. Mm-hmm. They've decided to create a new television show uh, called yes. Tennessee Outdoor Journal. And they're going to, I mean, the Tennessee Wild Side was on for 15 years. That was a great show. And so they're going to take some of the footage from that show as well as new footage and create uh, a new show that they're going to air mainly on public access TV and YouTube, uh, which I think is a great idea. I agree. I, lo- I loved watching those shows. So, And I like it when they're local. Because yep. you can, I used to watch Tennessee Wildside, and they'd show a picture someplace, and I'm sitting there going, "Hey, I've been there. That's uh, Henry Horton State Park, right? Or, or you know, whatever the case may be." But I always enjoy those shows. Well, we're bringing it back. Good for y'all. Good for y'all. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. 
Com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Wrapping up the first hour. A couple things coming up. Coming up the 18th and 19th next year, bright and early in January. The 29th annual Sandhill Crane Festival is going to be at the Hiawassee Refuge. It's going to be 8 to 5 on those two days. Lots of events, lots of crane viewing, lots of other things you can go out there, vendors and food and all kinds of fun stuff up there in uh, Birchwood. I'm hoping to view some cranes up close and personal before then. Me too. <laughs> I hope to view them with this little, there's this little bead that I put right Right, right on there. Right, right, yeah. Right in front of their nose. Yep. Then on uh, February 1st, Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner will be at Bayside Baptist Church. Doors open around 4.30-ish. Then on the 2nd, I'm sorry, the February 8th will be the Silverdale Wild Game Dinner at Silverdale Baptist Church. It's going to open up about 4.30. We still don't know who the speakers are on those yet, but I will check that in the break. And then on March 14th, the DU uh, Greenwing Youth Event at Covey Creek Farms. It's going to start about 11. This is a great way to introduce kids to all the different aspects of the outdoors. Fishing, hunting, biking, shooting, skeet shooting, archery. Uh, They're going to have all kinds of calling contests out there and all kinds of great stuff. And the kids get a whole bunch of giveaways. Every kid walks out of there with a backpack full of great stuff, and they all get a youth membership in Ducks Unlimited as well. So that's a wonderful event. Mark your calendars, March 14th. So There you go. That's what's happening in the outdoor world. If you have anything that's going on in your outdoor world and you want it read on the radio, give me an email at rob at tonysandersoutdoors.com, rob at tonysandersoutdoors.com. There you go. All right. Got just about a minute left. You want to give the uh, local numbers here real quick? No, we don't have time. Oh, okay. We'll have to do that next hour. Um, I guess we just list dead air. How's that? Does that work? We could, but then I don't know. That's that good radio. Is yeah, that's, yeah, you've always told me, don't, no dead air, no dead air. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. The um, I'm looking forward to the wall game. I'm looking forward to the fact that they're on two different nights this time. Yes. Uh, which will make it really cool, which means it's going to make tickets even harder to get. True, uh, but normally we end up with Battling Baptists where you go to one and I go to another one. <laughs> battling Wild Baptists. Ba- yeah, Wild Baptists battling for, because you end up usually going out to Bayside and I end up at Silverdale or, or vice versa. Right. So, But we'll be at both of those this year. Yeah. I, I love going to both of them too. So. All right, we'll uh, see you after the top of the hour break. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors.
tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. If I can make a living from walking in the woods. Welcome back. Hour number two, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday. Hunting season. Are you hunting? I want to hear from you crane hunters. Anybody gotten any cranes? Oh, I saw some flying over my apartment uh, Wednesday, I think it was. There was a whole bunch of them. When I was coming back um, from the commission meeting, we were in Gatlinburg this this uh, this trip. See any bears? Did not. First time I have not seen any, and definitely didn't run into one in the parking lot this time, which was kind of nice. Um, anyway, I was coming back, and I'm on Highway sixty. Mm-hmm. No, thirty. Highway thirty that goes from Athens to Dayton. Okay. And and I'm I'm driving and I go by this field, it's a cut over cornfield, and I see uh thousands of cranes out there. Hmm. I thought first I thought they were decoys. But I was like, nobody can afford that many decoys. <laughs> um and they're gonna start a crane festival up there and uh yeah. I, I don't know where I was at. I don't remember. I know what road I was on, but I don't remember exactly. I don't remember which side of Highway 58 I was on. I think I was on the um, western side of 58. Okay. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I was. But, yeah, it was it was pretty fun to see all those cranes out there. It's the first ones I'd seen. I'd heard a few. Oh, I heard the ones flying over me on Wednesday, but the only problem is I was looking for them, and I kept looking and looking and looking, and... Then I finally spotted them. They were like little specks up in the stratosphere, but it sounded like they were about to fly on top of my head as loud as they are. But <laughs> they were they were way up there. I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm ready to pull trigger on some some sirloin in the sky. I'm ready to as well. I'm ready to as well. I've got my gun all tuned up. Got my steel shot. Gonna be gonna be good. Now all I need is not 14 inches of muddy Megs or Ray County around my knees, and I'll be fine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Last year, <laughs> set our chairs in the blind. Everybody set their chairs in the blind. As soon as everybody sat down, it was like, we all we went down an extra two feet. We're on the ground. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be that bad this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it can not be. But. Yeah, it was, it was really mucky last year. So, but, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to, I'm ready to, I'm ready to. To, to track in on those things. Oh yeah, we're going to be. I got hunting. my crane call too. I ordered one this summer. We're going to be hunting with uh, Double H, mm-hmm. which uh, do a great job. Oh, they do an awesome job. So all I, right. I limited out last year. How many did you get last year? Oh yeah, that's right. You didn't get to go. It was last year I can say that, so I'm just getting it in before the year's end. Thanks, Rob. Well, you did it to me for a year, so hey, payback's payback's coming. All right. Where are we going? Berkeley. Berkeley's founder died. Yes. Mr. Berkeley. Uh let me No, his name not Mr. Berkeley. Mr. Bedell, isn't it? 
uh, Berkeley Bedell, Berkeley Warren Bedell, aged 98, passed away on December 7th, three days after suffering a massive stroke in Naples, Florida. Uh, a third generation of Spirit Lake, Iowa. He was born in 1921. He, his life was filled with fishing, hunting, and hanging out with a whole bunch of his friends. Uh, while in high school, he began tying fishing flies and selling them to local fishing shop. With encouragement of his family and his natural entrepreneurial instincts, he started Berkeley. Did a tour of service in the Army Air Corps, and he came back and started Berkeley and Company, which grew very rapidly. He was uh, inducted into the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, and the Iowa Business Hall of Fame. Good so, for him. So at 98 years old, that's pretty good life. And uh, sad, to, I mean, sad to see him go, but uh, that's one of the major names in fishing is Berkeley. Absolutely. So glad he started tying flies in his young years and selling them to a tackle shop. And that gave you know, you could have done that. You could now have a a a fishing company called Pratula. Pratula, the name you can't pronounce. The best baits around. Sure, why not? <laughs> um. Yeah. There you go. I saw this story. Oh, well, go uh, ahead. No, go I was going to give you a nice little okay. fact of information. All right. Uh, Peck's uh, poppers, the famous old Peck's poppers. Mm-hmm. Mr. Peck was Mr. Peckinpah from actually here in Chattanooga, and the first commercial bass flies ever made were made here in Chattanooga. The, so, And he had, uh, there's pictures of it in the uh, Tennessee archives, had about, 12 to 14 ladies tying these bass poppers that were so popular. And that was, this was before, you know, uh, conventional tackle, what we now call conventional tackle. Everybody, you know, had a fly rod. And the Pex poppers were actually Mr. Peckinpah from here in Chattanooga. I had no idea. Uh Uh-huh. I'm full of useless information like that. So there's your history lesson for today, kids. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And so it was here. Yes, here in Chattanooga, and it was... When did he pass away? uh, Years ago. Yeah, but the building, they've got a picture of, I forget which, it's one of the warehouses downtown that's now something else, obviously, but uh, the first commercial bass flies were tied here in Chattanooga. Not trout, because, you know, we didn't have a lot of trout around here then, but everybody wanted those big bass flies. That's pretty interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. You ever used one? Uh, yes, I actually have used Pex poppers. They're really good. I prefer Booglebug, but um, I've I've thrown a few Pex poppers in my day. They're classics and they work, and uh, you just gotta have a big rod to throw them with. So, I understand? Hey, there's some idiots outside, which I thought was pretty funny. All right, where? Which one? <laughs> Michigan man sprayed brother's hunting area with deer repellent. Uh huh. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I've got a story like that, too. Um, Go ahead and run with this one. There's family drama, and then there's family drama during hunting season. A DNR DNR officer recently learned firsthand when he investigated the dispute between two brothers, which led to one of them admittedly spraying deer repellent around his brother's hunting stands. According to an official report, 
The ordeal took place in Nuego County at the start of the firearm season. <laughs> when uh, this has got this has got doesn't end well all over. Yes, when the officer received a complaint of hunter harassment. After meeting with the complainant, he was given two SD cards from a trail camera that showed a subject wearing a yellow backpack sprayer who was covered who was covering two hunting stands located in the US Forest Service property with an unknown substance. If you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly, get a backpack sprayer. Don't go. don't go small, go big. The complainant identified the subject as his brother and said the property is located next to a private camp uh, willed to him by his father. He added that he was extremely frustrated by his brother's continued harassment while he was on private property. Uh, the officer followed the, the complainant to the stand and collected evidence samples of an unknown liquid. Uh, on the morning of firearm season, off, the officer approached the suspect's brother while he was hunting in a blind on a private camp. According to the report, it was discovered that he, that the suspect's brother was illegally <laughs> hunting over bait. It gets better. The hits just keep coming. The uh, officer interviewed the subject's brother, showing him one of the trail camera photographs. The subject's brother immediately admitted that he had sprayed both blinds because his brother was intentionally cutting off the deer by hunting the public land next to his camp. The officer inquired <laughs> as to what was sprayed on the blinds, and the brother stated it was liquid fence, which is a substance used to deter deer from an area. <laughs> the officer asked the subject why he sprayed the blinds. He admitted it was to scare the deer away. He later apologized and said that he let his emotions get the better of him. A warrant has been issued for hunter harassment and baiting deer while prohibited. <sighs> that is too funny. <laughs> so, so all right. So let's let's get this get this picture right. You and I are brothers. Our, oh, okay. our dad leaves us a private hunting camp. Right. We both. For us. Right. So I'm I'm ticked for whatever reason at you. So I go over on the public land and set up right between the path that their deer are coming from and the private camp. Correct. That I own. Right. Part of too. But I'm hunting over bait on that private land, which is a well, that's another issue. Okay. We'll get to that one in a second. <laughs> so I've set up on public land Correct. to keep it from get deer getting to our private land that we both own that you're hunting. Right. You are hunting over bait, trying to defeat the fact that I'm in between you and the deer. Correct. So you bring liquid fence. I bring gallons of liquid fence in a backpack. To, over to the public land and spray all around my deer stand. This makes Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner really interesting. It should. I can tell you that. I can tell you what's not on the menu. Apparently deer. Deer. So. <laughs> that is just too funny. Uh, now, now I will admit I have a similar story. Okay. It, it, a couple of buddies of mine, uh, Tommy and Jeff, we were out fishing the Caney Fork river and I always tied the flies for the three of us. Right. Well, we're all getting our waders on, getting our rods strung up. And he, uh, Jeff and Tommy said, what's fly of the day? And I gave them one each and, uh, I tied mine on and I was ready to go. Jeff had tied his own, was ready to go. Tommy was still getting his waders on. He said, Jeff, tie on this fly for me. So he did, and he took a pair of hemostats to bend down the barb, and when he did, it broke the hook. So there's no hook on Tommy's fly. We're both using the same fly. He broke the hook, and he looks at me. He 
His head whips around. He's kind of got this stunned look, and then all of a sudden he goes, shh. <laughs> and I thought, he's going to let him fish with him. He's getting hits left, right, and sideways. We're out there just hooking fish like it's like it's going out of style. He's getting hits and can't land one, and he never bothered to check his fly. And at one point it got funny because <laughs> Jeff looks at Tommy. He caught another fish, and Jeff leans over and goes, did, did you want to touch it? Did you want to see what it's like to hold one? I mean, it got ugly. And the whole time Tommy's out there, and when he figured out that the hook was broke, oh, God, it was hilarious. I bet there was a lot of stuff you couldn't repeat on the oh, radio. Oh, God, fed. yes. But, it, you know, you know <laughs> I was going to tell Tommy, but, you know, it was like, no, no, don't tell him. That's so funny. It was similar to that. <laughs> that and a, uh, for all you hunters and fishermen out there, we carry split shot in uh, film canisters. If you shake it, it sounds amazingly like a rattlesnake. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Baby's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Baby's Fertilizer. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen State Farm. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you and the Trout Professor today, coming straight to the phones to talk to Mr. Allen. He's got a TWRA question. Hey, Allen, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I guess this would be for Rob. I put in... My boat all the time at uh, Lee Pike and Sell Creek. Mm-hmm. And I was wanting to know how you go about getting the TWRA to put a dock there. They built the ramp, and it's a nice ramp, nice little ramp. Right. But Very need- convenient, and uh be nice they made the access a little wider. And if they had a little dock, it would be just fantastic. Like, like a little courtesy dock. Yes, sir. All right. First thing I would do is contact your commissioner. I think that's what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would Just t- out of stupidity. I didn't know how to go about it. No, that's... Oh, I apologize for no, that. No, not at all. That's literally the first thing I did. When I had an issue several years ago, I contacted uh, a commissioner, and the commissioner for the area at the time 
several commissioners ago was non-responsive. And um, if you talk to Tony and let him know your problem, I can almost guarantee you he'll get something well, I, done. I guess I know about it now. Yeah. So uh, so you think a, a courtesy doc is what you're looking for, where you can um, get off or, or help get into the boats or whatever? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I thought – I thought we looked at that just not that long ago. Um, let me, I'll make notes of that. And uh, let me, I'm going to put you on hold here in just a second. Uh, and then we will, uh, I'll get your number. Uh, and then that way I can, call, right. I can call you back. But one of the things that happened two years ago, uh, the legislators gave us access to fuel tax money for fuel that is sold on the water. You know, when you buy your, when you, when you go to a, a gas station and buy gas for your truck, um, there's a tax on that, and that money goes to help build roads. Well, that same tax is on fuel that you buy at a marina. And since you're not accessing roads at a, at a, at, on the water, they decided to take that money and carve it out and give it to TWRA. And our whole purpose of that is to improve access uh, on the water, and so this is what that money is for, and uh, and we well, that's can, great. <laughs> so we can definitely take a look at that. I know uh, we did some stuff. Uh, we've done several things, and we're going to be doing some more things that be announced in the very near future uh, in the area. But let me let me figure out exactly where that's at, and then uh, and what we need, and and then we'll go from there. How's that? That sounds great. Enjoy your show very much. Well, thank you so Thanks, much. Sir. I'm going to put you on hold so he can get your phone number. So I can reach out to you as soon as I get some some kind of answer for you. All right, thank you. Thank you. There you go. So that's how it's supposed to work when you when you talk to your commissioner. He's supposed to give you help. I see how you are now. Yeah, well, everybody but you. Okay, I can understand that. <laughs> I see how you are. I'm gonna write my other commissioner. Oh wait, I don't have one. Sure you do. I got there, some. Yeah, I got some statewide ones. There's four statewide. Yeah. And they're pretty. And they know me. They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we did confirm, uh, just as an FYI, at uh, Silverdale, the speaker will be Jimmy Houston. Jimmy Houston will be at Silverdale, and we do not know who is at Bayside. I tried to find it and could not. But we do know that Jimmy Houston is there. Jimmy's actually a very funny guy. Mm-hmm. Never met him personally, but uh, always watch his fishing shows a lot, so... If anybody knows what's happening at Bayside, give us a call, 267-1023. There you go. There's a few people that should know what's happening out there. I would hope so. And, and yeah, don't text Tony because he once again, <laughs> second week in a row, <laughs> left his phone at the house. How I get here with all the iPads and the um, tripod for tripods the, and the headphones and all this other stuff, I don't know, but. Obviously, I can't get here with my phone. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh Lord! All right, where are we heading? I don't know. You want you want happy? You want happy news? We need some happy. It's the holidays. You want some happy news? Okay. An elementary school, believe it or not, has launched a big buck bulletin board. During an era with fewer and fewer hunters heading to the woods, and an elementary school in a small town in Maine is embracing its hunting traditions, and they are fully on board. Um, I don't know. I got the point. Okay. I'm just ignoring it. All right. Um, this is pretty. This is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. 
at Whitfield Elementary, students are concerned about posting their hunting uh, photos on social media because there is a large bulletin board hanging around the hallways where kids can post photos of themselves with bear, moose, turkey, and deer that they've harvested. The students K-8 through are allowed to hang pictures on the bulletin board with multiple faculty members uh, claim has brought the community closer and closer. Even the teachers get involved with the fun. The kids like the bulletin board. If we kill a deer or bear, we're able to talk about it with our friends. There is one stipulation. Due to the school's zero weapons policy, photos hung on the board cannot feature any firearms, bows, or other weapons. So if they take those out of the picture and are just proud of their harvest, that's great. They started this a few years ago, and kids were posting pictures with their guns, so they kind of said, we have a no-weapons policy, so they stopped that. But there's but some pretty... This, that's not a weapon on the school property. I, I know, but... Good Lord. I know. There's I some, am so sick of political correctness. I am very happy that they're doing this, mm-hmm. but I am so sick of this crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty. They say they have a pretty impressive wall of young hunters. Uh, in fact, two seventh graders have already accomplished grand slams for the year, which means they harvested a deer, a bear, a turkey, and a moose in the same year. Well, what a slam that would be. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, students also compete in a contest for the hunter with the biggest buck. Last year, Olivia's nine-year-old sister, Casey, won the contest with a massive 10-point buck that she shot. That is pretty cool. I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, wow, a grand slam. Two students, right? Two seventh graders. I don't, how old are seventh graders? Uh, 13, roughly. Okay. 12, 13, 14. Got a deer, a bear. It depends on how many times they repeated a grand (laughs) slam. 37. Uh, <laughs> all right, so hold on a second. What, what town was this? Uh, it was... Whiteside? Or is that no? Whit- Whitefield? Whitf- That's the school. Whitfield Elementary in a small town in Maine. Oh, okay. Go ahead and keep talking. I'll... No, I just think it's impressive that two seventh graders got a deer, a turkey, a bear, a moose, all in the same year. That is That is an impressive feat in itself for anybody, let alone two seventh graders. But I think this is great that they're uh, letting the kids show their hunting pictures. I'm sure there's a few PETA people that will get upset about that, but too, um, too bad, PETA. Too bad. It is in Whitefield, Maine. Whitefield, Maine. Yeah. I don't know where Whitefield, Maine is. Well, I'm I'm working on that. I'm I'm assuming it's a smaller community because it. I would think so. Okay. We shall find out. Whitefield. We are looking for it as we speak. Okay, and we are located. It is. It is here. We are. It's in Maine. Okay. We're having computer issues. Hang on just a second. There we go. I'm making it's working now. Okay. It is north of Portland, about an inch. <laughs> it's east of Augusta. Uh. It's, yeah, it's it's near the coast, and it looks like a big rural area. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Near Bar Harbor. Bahaba. 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 South of Bangor. Banga. you got to pronounce these places right. Come on. 
Bye, Haba. Um, I, I can't do that. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's pretty cool that they're doing that. Good mm-hmm. for them. I thought that was a really good story. And props to the school. So, you know, it's embracing your community. Mm-hmm. And if and you know that's a, it's a tradition. I mean, I've always said you know I I do not understand people who plan something on the opening day of dove season because you're not going to get anybody to come because that's a tradition in the South. Right. It's a sacred day. There you go. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Sports' Warehouse is always supporting the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, Whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. I can assure you, me shooting a thousand yards is a problem. How so? Me hitting a target at a thousand yards is a problem. Oh, yeah. I... Thousand yards, ten football fields. Think about that. I'd have a problem just seeing anything out at that distance. Not with your new glasses. Well, true. Yeah, I can see into the future. So now <laughs> I'm good to go. Hey, want to give a shout out to uh, Tyler Worley. Appreciate you from Sportsman's Warehouse. Yes, uh, hunting manager. We put out the bat signal and he replied. Jeff Danker will be at Bayside. Will be their speaker. And he is with Realtree and Buck Ventures Television. Yep. So there you go. That's who's going to be out at the Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner. We now know. Yes. So appreciate the information. Thank you for getting a hold of us on our Facebook page at Tony Sanders Outdoors-TSO. You can also watch our live broadcast or listen to it anytime you want to. There you go. All right. Just got, actually got, man, we're in the last quarter of the hour. We are. The last eighth of the show. Mm-hmm. Where are we heading? Uh, let's see here. We got another idiot outdoors. We got some poaching pinheads. So that one's kind of, that one's local. So if you want to do a local poaching pinheads, local per se. Yeah, yes. Let's do that one because I have a reason for doing that one. Okay. Not that I'm necessarily worried about Luke Bryan's red stag, but. Uh, Tennessee wildlife officials are investigating after the popular mu- music artist Luke Bryan reported somebody illegally shot and killed a red stag on his private property in Maury County. The Maury County Sheriff's Office has since posted on their Facebook page seeking any information leading to the re- arrest and conviction of whomever is responsible for this heinous crime. Uh, the Sheriff's Office also included that the owner of the ranch has offered $5,000 to anyone who comes forward with information. Spokesman for the TWRA, Barry Cross, told the Tennessean that he believes the exotic animal was shot from the road. 
Now, as we all know, in the state of Tennessee, it is illegal to hunt uh, from or across a public road, hunt from an automobile or any other uh, any other motorized vehicle that is moving or stationary. It is also illegal to hunt on private property without permission. So a $5,000 award reward is being offered for any information regarding the conviction of these two. Uh, he also wrote Hunting, Fishing, and Loving Every Day. So we're very familiar with that song. That you hear at least twice a week on this show. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the deal. This is why I wanted to do this one. I was saddened by the comments on popular pages on Facebook. Okay. About this story. How so? There was a lot of comments about the fact that uh, it's just Luke Bryan. That's the only reason they're doing anything. Which is an insult to every officer out there that crawls in the mud and does everything to protect animals in in our state. I agree with that. All right. The only reason this is a news is because it's Luke Bryan. We do this day in, day out, we being TWRA, and not me. I'm talking about the people that actually do the work, all right? Okay. They do this day in and day out. They look for people that illegally shoot animals, all right? The only thing, the re- only the reason this is Luke Bryan and it's a red stag, it's, it's a, a news story because we do it every day. And to see the people... You know, I really want, I, I wished I could say what I wanted to say to the people that are posting these stupid-ass comments. I would love to get on there and tell them how stupid I think they are. All right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not true. No, they'll do it for, they'll do it for Luke Bryant. They'll do it for Tony Sanders. They'll do it for Joe Farmer. It, they do it for everybody. That A, that's their job. B, they do it well. And C... This is he's not yeah. getting a special treatment. No, he's not. Um, now it was it was it's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, this is not a a native animal. Uh, he had it. Uh, it would be an exotic. So you got a lot of organizations involved. Uh, non-native animals like that are considered actually part of the Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. So you got them involved, but. They were just, they were blasting TWRA for being protective of someone's animal that got killed, we think, from a road. Now, the sheriff's department's involved. There are all kinds of people involved. But who knows more about animals in the state of Tennessee? True. All right. And in, in, in some of the comments that were, I thought were really, and, and I don't get offended that much. Uh, at least I don't say anything about it. But they were like, you know, uh, they need to worry about just taking care of animals. Do their job. Go do your job. This is what they kept saying. This is their job. Well, <laughs> but the the thing of it is, and, and somebody said it, and, and I was so impressed. Um, there there was one particular comment that I thought was just really bad. and And somebody said, well, I don't see anybody complaining about them not doing their job when they were tracing after this murderer uh, through the woods for almost 30 days uh, until they they actually apprehended him. 
right over in whatever county that was over in western Tennessee. Uh, they call on TWRA all the time because who knows the backwoods better than anybody? Oh, gosh, gotcha. besides TWRA. Gotcha. I remember seeing, and I mean, to give them a few more props, during Hurricane Katrina, there were TWRA guys. I was looking at it, goes, those are khaki shirts and green pants. That looks like Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency on the side of the boat, TWRA. They were going house to house in Hurricane Katrina, yeah. pulling people out. They were down there in the floods in Houston. So, uh, I mean, our wildlife officers are the uh, uh, have the same authority and training as um, Highway Patrol. Plus, they've got boating experience and know the woods exactly. like the back of so, their hand. And so, hats off for them trying to find this, and I hope they find it because the guy needs to be prosecuted or lady that shot this deer, um, and and let it lay there, which is what he was. I mean, it's. I just had a thought. I, I'm sure it'd be the same. Joe Farmer's out in the middle of nowhere. Somebody shoots at a deer, hits one of his cows, kills it. Somebody, T- somebody. TWRA's going to come out there and do that, and the sheriff's department's going to be out there looking at that, too. Yeah, so Somebody brought that up. It's no different than your cow getting killed. Exactly. Well, we've probably looked into that, too. Yeah. I know we have. I, I can't I believe. No one farm that we looked at. That. Now you got me thinking. There's. And, I think and, and, it shows yeah. the idiocy of people when they get behind a keyboard and think they can say something. Well, and, and, and let me say, this is this is probably three people out of 150 that make comments. Uh, I understand that. I get that. It just gets frustrating. So, oh, sure. Uh, I mean, the, the the people that actually have boots on the ground, uh, they do a pretty good job. And I'm not saying you can't say that we do, can't do things better. Of course you can. I'm not saying you can't complain. Of course you can. But good Lord, don't be stupid about it. Oh, yeah. And I'm off my high horse. I'm going to my final break and keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Good luck with that. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I really can't But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been hoping that you'd drop in. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. The holly bears a berry as red as any. 
Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up on this Saturday morning. I know we were having fun with the Sportsman's Warehouse commercial, but we do spend a lot of time and money there. I I bought the majority of my Christmas at Sportsman's Warehouse. I did. Not my Christmas, Christmas for other people. Oh, see, I buy my Christmas here. I just go. I, You know, I do that. I, I don't know if you know that. I actually do that a lot. I will go out and buy something that nobody's going to buy. Oh, do you do you write it from from Gunner to yeah, Tony, exactly. from the dog to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's... And 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 it's and when <laughs> when the kids were young, it was so funny because they had no idea that you know it was it just blew their mind that that you know Patches got me a present. Uh, so yeah, I do that. Oh. Now I'm doing it with Hunter. He he gets tickled because, and matter of fact, last year. Man, Gunner's got good taste. <laughs> um, yes, he does. Yes, he does, buddy. Yes, he does. He's a good dog. <laughs> so uh, definitely go by Sportsman's Warehouse at 153 Lee Highway and and let them help you. Uh, and I tell you what, they're really good at. It's, I got I got to be quick. I'll tell you what they're really good at because my mother used to do this. Mm-hmm. She would go in and say, "All right." This I need to buy this, and she'd go like to buy something for Kyle, mm-hmm. and this is what he likes to do, whatever. Then they would help her find what um, she needed to help him, mm-hmm. because if you don't know what they need, uh, and you're not going to do a gift card, that's a great place to go and ask questions. That's right. All right. Coming up, just recap the calendar real quick. Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner on the first of February. Jeff Danker from Real Tree. Buck TV Ventures is going to be there. And then at Silverdale on the 8th, it's going to be Jimmy Houston. So look out for those events coming up soon. Cool. All right. We're we're done. Another good week. Another great show. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for being here. Thank you. We will. Uh, thanks, Jesse, for pushing our buttons. And we will be back next week, the week before Christmas. Tony Sanders Outdoors. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.